The following content contains strong language and is meant for a mature audience. So, parental discretion is advised. With that being said, let's get active. What's good? It's your man, C. Perry Leezy II, and welcome to Straight to Tape. Y'all know what it is. Unapologetic and insightful conversation. From the tip of our tongues, it's Straight to Tape. Now, of course, I am but one-third of Podcasting's Treacherous Three. First, we have the nefarious one himself, the comedian Tico. What is good, my man? Well, you know, people talking. I live it. Nailed that one that time. Yeah, yeah you finally. He did good. You he finally, did good. You finally took it. Took he did good. Took yeah, that I like that one. Yeah, that one's a good one. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you practiced this time. Mm, I don't think you practiced. It just came out. Think it was natural? Yeah, I don't think it was natural. Okay. That's best. Okay. And of course, the first lady of Straight to Tape, the quintessential hip hop mom herself, Keisha with a Y. What is up, baby girl? Yeah, you what's know, good? It's happy summer. I'm going out more. Wearing less. Mm-hmm. Is that what Drake said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. <laughs> now, uh, of course, uh, you can check us out on multiple podcasting platforms. We are. Apple Podcast Certified. You can catch us on Google Play. You can catch us on Stitcher. You can catch us on Radio Public, SoundCloud, streaming on Spotify as well. So definitely check us out. You can also catch our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, straight to tape. So check us out, y'all. Check us out. Uh, we're not alone today. We're not alone today. We got guests. We got and guests. audience. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, you know, uh, family member of the show. Of course, it's my man, the social media assassin, Rob Barron. What is good, big man? That would be me. Yes. Um, what's up? What's happening? Um, in the building, in this bitch. What's up? Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, so that's what we're doing now? Social media assassin nations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's get it. Yeah, trust me. I trust like me. It, I like it. Trust I like me. It, Rob, like yo, yo, Rob Barry's got some things popping. You know, you're gonna see see what we talk about Social real soon. And another special guest. Yeah. Okay. Old friend from the Chidley Hall days. Y'all know what I'm talking about, NCCU. Chidley you know Hall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's the owner of Bartenders Unlimited. You know, bartending unlimited. Bartenders Unlimited. Did I mess that up again? You did. Yeah. It, it, you know okay. what? We're I just not. You can't do that no more. We're gonna. Yeah, I mean, we're not. Yeah. I mean, seven up. 
Sierra Mist. Wow. Really? <laughs> really? Coke, Pepsi. That's what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, you pride at the popcorn shop, right? That is correct. Yes. Yeah. No doubt. This is my man, Darius Peterson, a.k.a. DP. Good evening, everyone. How's everybody feeling? It's DP. Six floors in the building. Represent Aua. Aua. I'm so sorry. You, I'm, I don't know I'm what sorry. that means. Yo, yo, I'm sorry. Yo, um, it's, it's not for everybody. Yeah, it's a um, central thing, bro. You might not understand. Hold on. You do what with popcorn, man? The Popcorn Shop. Gourmet Popcorn. Available online at www.thepopcorn-shop.com. We have access to over 300 flavors. We ship anywhere. Mm-hmm. Commercial break. Yeah, that was, that was a good plug, man. That was a great, excellent that plug. Was a great shop. plug. You know what I'm saying? Hyphen shop. S H O P P E. With three locations at Emerald Isle, North Carolina, mm. Goldsboro, North Carolina, and Mebane, North Carolina. Not at Tanger. Just saying. Brick and mortar. Brick and mortar, ladies and gentlemen. Brick and mortar. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for that information. I just really wanted to know can a brother get some. Popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Greedy ass nigga. You always went to hook up, you know. Hey, if you get from some popcorn, make sure it's like savory and not yeah. fucking sweet because you know he got the yeah. sugar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. With 300 flavors. He's going to try to get some caramel popcorn. If before you release any sugary, sweet popcorn to him, give me a call screen, and I'll have to sign off on it. Screen that motherfucker. He don't need it. He don't need it. We can accommodate any flavor. So. Do you have a diabetical like sweet one like made with Splenda? Hell <laughs> no. That's like, that's like a fat, agave. That's like a fat-free Twinkie. That's, that's agave. Oxymoron. That right. Oh so God. he just doesn't need it. Dude, let me tell you, man. So <clears throat> I have the sugar. And um, my favorite candy is Reese Cups. So I decided to say, hey, you know, I'm going to grab me this bag of Diabetic sugar free Reese cups <laughs> can't be yeah. can't be too bad because you know yeah, it yeah. had you know the Reese logo on it so Reese's never let me down before so I said you know let me give this thing a try so I bought me this like this big bag of just you know what I'm saying sugar free the big minis. bag oh, well you know I I, I had you high were all hopes. in for that I had yeah, high he, hopes he, I had high he, hopes he he couldn't even start small you know what I mean mm-hmm. couldn't even start small because they smell the small you know, bags for like uh, three dollars at nah, CVS nah, nah, man. the mortal words of red man if you're gonna be a monkey be a damn gorilla but so. this nigga don't go to <laughs> Sam's with him because he'll buy everything but go ahead so okay, okay. so I take this I take this bag home and I pop it open and I'm and I'm just popping just you know what I'm saying Reese cups you know. Mm-hmm. And it's tasting like, you know, pe- you know, like many Reese's and shit. I'm popping, I'm popping, okay, I'm popping. Okay. That's the great thing about them. The worst thing about them is when you stop popping them. That's when the taste come in. Ooh. Man, you talk about some, yo, man. I literally like licked the carpet, like you know what I'm saying. I ain't, even, you know what I'm saying. I'm not even talking about a female. I'm just talking about just straight like licking fuck carpet, dude. Like I had to really like, like I brushed my tongue. You know what I'm saying. Like I really got really close and personal with my tongue. You know what I'm saying. It was just so freaking nasty, dude. It was just so nasty. Like turn my tongue white and shit, and that shit is just disgusting because you know, you know. It, can't go down on the girl if you got a white tongue because you she'll get a yeast infection. Anywho, um, 
I don't know where they, I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, neither do we, bro. Neither anyway, do we. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Long story short, that shit nasty. So you took us all the way out there to come back to that shit nasty, Lord. So what's not nasty is the Reese's Cup popcorn that we have. Uh, the Snickers uh, lemon pound cake. Mm. Uh, let's see what else: caramel pecan, mm-hmm. caramel cheesecake, mm-hmm. strawberry Ooh, cheesecake, caramel cheesecake. You're gonna need to clear all of those that you just said just through saying, me well, before you ship them. To yeah, you. pretty much. I, I mm-hmm. understand. The other sample pack could include um, your regular butter kettle. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we also Nobody got jalapeno cheddar, hot mm-hmm. bacon cheddar, Ooh, uh, hot salt bacon and vinegar, cheddar. dill pickle. Cool Ranch Doritos. Cool ranch. Yeah, it's like that. Um, whatever it says on the bucket, that's exactly what's in it. So, Gourmet Popcorn, come check us out. Nice, nice, nice. Dash S-H-O-P-P-E dot com. Popcorn. I'm hungry. Dash. Hyphen. Shop. Shop. I'm hungry. Dot com. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So, you know, usually, you know, we, you know, get on some topics. Um we got a guest in, and you know I really want to concentrate on a guest. So I, you know, I, I really don't want to. I don't want us to talk about the things that we want to talk about. But for right now, you know, I, I just want to mention some of the things that we're just not in the mood to talk about today. Okay, I know one thing I'm not in the mood to talk about today. I'm not in the mood to talk about Rob Mueller. Okay, uh, funny dude. Yeah, I mean, here's my whole thing, okay? I don't want to talk about it because, you know, if you actually take the time to actually read the report, granted it's 446 pages. It's I, Is it still redacted? Yeah, it's still redacted. But I know because I'm on page 92 right now, okay? I'm just saying, yo, I just felt like reading it. I was like, you know something, let me go ahead and read it, okay? Uh, but, you know, I'm not in the mood to talk about it anymore because, you know, if you're not going to walk down the road of impeachment, all right, then I don't need to hear it anymore. But he's not in a position to impeach. No, he's not. No, he's not. But he laid the evidence out there for if Congress wants to pick it up and run with it, they can. I'm not in the mood for it right now because my whole thing is, you know what? Uh, fuck impeachment. Just beat this motherfucking election. It's really that simple if you really think about it. But it's not looking like that. Like, honestly, we have Democrats, not we, but Democrats have too many candidates. But at the same time, Republicans had too many candidates at, you know, the same, you know, in 2016. It was the same amount of candidates, okay? It's all about... In the primary? Yes, in the primary was that much, okay? I feel like Democrats have like 27 candidates. Uh, And the the Republicans had 21 candidates when the primary rolled out, okay? Right now, it's just about who is going to resonate. So the cream that's going to rise to the top is Biden and possibly... Sanders. Uh, I actually, I would, I would still, I'm still thinking Biden. I'm still thinking, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. He's cool and all. He's got swag, but he still was one of the proponents that put black yeah. people where they are today in the United States. So I can't I, I can't rock with Biden. I have a seventy year old bias when it comes to um, you know comes to presidential politics. I don't want my president to be seventy years old up. I just don't. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Uh, mm-hmm. you know that's the baby boomer boomer generation uh, that should have already passed the baton. But it does depend also on his vice president. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So if Trump gets impeached, then everybody is not thinking about Pence, who's 
really superbly distanced himself from his president, but he's still worse. Er. Now I did I did hear you know I did hear a uh, former Republican congressman who is about impeachment you know mention that you can't really hey you Felicia can't, you can't do impeachment on him without doing uh, it on Pence as well really yeah exactly which would leave us you know which if they actually so when did Watergate it, happened he resigned before yeah. it could get to that, okay. get to that portion. So okay. when you impeach, you impeach the whole... Well, you, sh- you should. You should. Should. Yeah, you should. Okay. You know? but, but once again, I ain't in the mood to talk about that. All right. You know All what right. I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure my uh, my esteemed co-host, okay, and a great guest that I have, I'm sure you guys got some stuff you don't want to talk about either. Kate, what you don't want to talk about? Man, well, I don't want to talk about going to Walmart and uh, seeing that uh, you can buy a Ouija board, you can play a Ouija board at the age of eight and uh, you can't drink till you're 21 so I don't even want to talk about that because you know you can summon the demon and the Satan but you just can't buy you a shot of liquor <laughs> at the age of eight I don't even want to talk about that yo because it's just fucking crazy. DP, is there? We're gonna skip over Tico. Is there something that you would not want to talk about today? Personally, I don't want to talk about Drake today. Ah, yeah, man. Hey, you yeah, don't talk yeah. about it. We're yeah. not gonna do that. What about yeah. uh, Aubrey? I don't. I don't want to talk about it because number one, he sucks. Number two, nobody cares about the curse. Nobody cares that he's sitting. Would y'all just let them like you sports fans? Like a lot of times on social media, and I'm sorry to interrupt your what you wouldn't talk about, but I have to say this out loud. So when we're talking about Game of Thrones or people who ever watch that Real Housewives or whatever, y'all, but constantly on my news feed are men talking about sports, which. One, makes y'all no money unless you betting and y'all ain't betting money on it. And two, no, nobody else besides y'all give a fucking care about it. So let Drake go ahead and sit on the sidelines of his team and rep who he's from because I damn sure am absolutely 100% sure that looks, look at Rob rooming up the right. He can't wait to talk. Anyway, um, if there was a NBA team in Raleigh that never want a fucking pennant all y'all niggas would be at PNC Center sitting on the fucking sidelines hollering like little bitches uh, and that's I was all about the Raleigh Bullfrogs yeah. I was all about the Raleigh and, Bullfrogs and, 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 and I was gonna say yeah, pennant that, that's baseball baby. I don't care cause I don't <laughs> fucking watch that shit so to go back I don't really care that well, I, no let me say this I don't have a problem sidelines doing what he's doing one because he is a superman i understand that and to your point i would go crazy if my squad was doing what needed to be done to get to the championship okay he works for the company Mm -hmm. so he can do whatever he wants spike can do whatever he wants Mm -hmm. jack nicholson did whatever he wanted but jack nicholson did nothing but look cool 
Right. Diane Cannon could do whatever she wanted. Remember when she was a, a mm-hmm. Super Laker yeah, fan, too? Yeah. Arsenio was a Super yeah. Laker Well, he, he was a, I thought he was a Clipper fan. Was he, no, he was a Laker fan. No, he was actually a Magic fan. But anyway, um, so yeah, that's that part of it. That's what I They can do, he can do whatever he wants to. I personally just don't like Drake, so I'm not going to talk about it. Oh, yo. And, and he, not to, plus the fact that Serena lost when with her and he can't pick it's a squad tense. wait wait stick, stick with tense, your squad if you're right. Toronto then be Toronto but don't jump between he, he's on the sideline with Toronto okay that's fine but then he's on the sideline with Kentucky then he's on the sideline yeah, with yeah. whoever else is getting ready to win so get off the bandwagon get off the bullseye yeah uh, I'm gonna have to co-sign that uh, for Drake um, I don't have The curse, okay? Right. Yo, and yo, uh, Anthony J- Joshua, what you think about the Drake curse now, mate? Okay, when you got knocked out uh, by uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. You know what I mean? Uh, he he was he was in Drake pictures. You know what I mean? You know, looking all you know looking all buff. You know, looking all uh, you know the way he does, and he got knocked out by a cat who, whose middle name is probably Chewy. Yeah, I mean, you got a dude that's obviously uh, eating good and living his best life mm-hmm. that, um, you know, knocked the fuck out of a dude that is probably on the keto diet 24-7. And shouts out to Andy Ruiz Jr., first Mexican-American heavyweight champion and making big men proud for knocking out a muscle-bound dickhead. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, I just let you know anything can happen. I mean, people train their whole life for the Olympics, but I'm sure nobody in last place is like, damn, I'm training to be last and shit. So, yeah, that's fucked up. He got to fuck out. But yeah, but but once again, you know, that's something we don't want to talk about. So, uh, right. Rob, I'm sure you got something. <laughs> Y'all is not gonna sit here and talk about Aubrey like that. But anyway, my kids do the same thing. I just Drake for life. It's fine. Yo, I but I but I ain't gonna front. I ain't gonna front. This nigga named Perry. Touche. Really? His name's Perry. Really, y'all? Really? But his name is Perry. When I think when I when I when like I hear, the platypus. When I, when I hear Perry, I think about flip flops. <laughs> Whatever. Did, how, the fuck did, yeah. how the fuck did I get thrown into the same? Because Aubrey Perry's kind of in the same bucket, buddy. Lord, Lord, Lord. Granted, granted. Because there's a Y in it. No, just because it has a. Oh, yeah. So Perry has a. What the yeah. fuck? Okay, okay. I don't have a problem with Perry. <laughs> but Roberts. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. I, I love you, dude, but what the fuck is an Elazy? That's probably his uh, great granddaddy thing. Yeah, that's my that's actually my father's last name. There you go. Yeah. I knew See? That. See yeah. it? I knew that. Yeah. His name's Perry, and y'all ain't here yeah. talking about Drake. Yeah. 
Yo, shout out, shout out to my aunt Paula, no, Paula Elysia, my aunt Lori Elysia, my uh, my cousin Dennis Anderson. He didn't take the last name, so you know. It's uh, amazing. <laughs> I don't know. My name is Rodriguez. So yeah. my name's Keisha. I said, I got my man DP here, you know. Wait. What? Are you going to completely skip over what I don't want to talk about today? Oh, baby, I'm sorry. I'm Jesus sorry. I thought, I thought we, I, I apologize. I apologize. Sisters keep doing it for themselves. Yeah. I just want y'all to know I have to fight every day when I'm here. So, um. You the mom, though. You the mom. Oh you run my this. life you I run had this. to fight. Okay. You run this, all right? You, you sat up here and you checked Tico about making sure that he doesn't get hey, the stuff Quanta. that's gonna mess with his sugar. Hey, what's up, Quanta? I always have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because I come over here yeah. and have half a fucking case. My name is Chico and I got the diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm not gonna talk about something that I I just can't really fathom and fit in my brain huh? is that people in Africa, Africans, Nigerians, um, don't like it necessarily when African Americans appropriate African culture. Mm. So there's a group, I read an article, and I listen, I had never thought about this, but we African Americans, 99.95% of us have never fucking been to Africa. We don't know our family that is in Africa, even though my DNA test says that I am 90% Nigerian. I've never been to Nigeria. So, a group of Africans has spoken out against people like Childish Gambino for using Zulu chants in his songs and drum patterns from, you know, Zulu ceremonies, saying, You don't even know what it is to be African. Well, first of all, I don't want to talk about it because some fact that. If you're upset about that, I'm upset with you all. For the simple fact, you knew they took us, but you ain't come get us. Boom. So, so, fuck that. And some of y'all led them to us. And the crazy thing about it is, you can't say you ain't have no boats because you got trees for days in the conga. <laughs> Anywho, look here, man. I, you know, it's like this. Acting is acting. Mm-hmm. And that's what, it's, that's what it's about. Sure, you can probably get some African, you know what I'm saying, people to come out there and do it, but are they qualified to do the job? I mean, you know, to, to, to pull pull the uh, pull the acting off. Now, I've seen some, some, some African um, movies. Uh, due, to the, due, due to the simple fact that they have no, you know what I'm saying, they're limited on their uh, resources. resources uh, uh, CGI was not too good. Mm-hmm. Uh, story was not too good uh, but it kept me captivated because you ever see those movies that's so terrible you just want to see how it ends how it ends sort of you like get stuck. yeah sort of like Leprechaun in the Hood yeah sort of <laughs> right. like that so I mean yo and he's just not talking about Af- uh, Nigerian yeah, porn okay yeah. he's not just talking about Nigerian yeah, porn we don't even, we're not even going to we're not even going we're not even yeah, we're not, yeah I'm not even going to talk about the porn because you know what I'm saying you know 
that itself is, is, is weird in itself because it's, it's shot like on camcorder. You know what I'm saying? So it's like not even like, on like phones. A, no, 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 no. It's like a throw. It's like a throwback joint, and you know what I'm saying. Camcorders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, yeah. and, and, and yeah. it's just not sexy. You know. Oh, give me the dick. Give me the dick. <laughs> give me the dick. See? Give me the dick. <laughs> the dick. <good> dick. <laughs> You know, yeah. So I mean, you know, don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? I get it. I get it because you know you have a lot of people coming in here from you know what I'm saying from London and Europe and places, and they're coming over here taking American jobs. So you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, and chest hair. You know what I'm saying? But if if your if your acting chops if your acting chops is on point, then you know what I'm saying. Your acting chops is on point. I mean, shit, I didn't know the dude. Walking Dead, uh, the lead character. I didn't know he's from overseas until he, you know, they did an interview when I was like, oh, you mean Lenny James? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah. shit. Uh, they're American accent. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's like, yeah. So it's like, yo, if you're acting his own point, then you're acting his own point. I mean, you know, right? Hey, and you can't say that we don't get, you know, we don't know Africa because it's, it's in our DNA. It's in our mm-hmm. DNA. The dances that we do mm-hmm. are straight moves from Africa. You know what I'm saying? Right. If nobody back, ever showed us those. Nobody though. showed yeah. us those yeah. things, but they come about. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so don't get it twisted. I mean, Africa, if you want to be real about it, you know, you know, believe in the ancestors coming in and, 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 and blessing you with, with, with those things. And they do the same with us. We might not have never been there, but we, you know, we feel it. We, up, we are, know we that. We are part Because my DNA, again, says I'm 90% Nigerian. And you're talking to somebody Fuck that's 21% Nigeria. European. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, my credit score is okay. <laughs> All right, guys. That's what we're not going to talk about today. No, okay? We're not talk about that shit. No, 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 no. But... Like I said, we you know we we have some family here, okay. Got my man DP, uh, and one of the reasons why I you know definitely wanted DP to flow through is because you know I, I wanted him to talk about his experience, uh, you know over the past over the past couple of years. All right, so uh, DP, yes sir, yo man, just flow with it, baby. Where do we begin? Um, Is it beginning at the beginning? Yeah. <clears throat> So, spring of 2014, um, started experiencing some leg swelling, um, but a little bit of background, again, being an entrepreneur and holding down a full-time job, being happily married, you, you're on your feet a lot, you do, you come home, your legs swell up, you, put, you lay down, you put your feet up, they go down, you keep it moving. Were you, at that time, were you generally healthy? Relatively speaking, yes. Now, a little bit further background, been quote-unquote diabetic with with the sugar um, (laughs) since 92, Mm -hmm. but never been on insulin, controlled with diet, everything was fine, Uh numbers were like, blood sugar was like 90 to 110, whatever. The healthy range, right? Right. right. Okay. Legs swelling up. They come down, you go to work, you keep it. It got to the point where they weren't going down anymore. To where my leg was so swollen that one morning I couldn't bend my leg to put my socks on. So I told my wife, I was like, I'm, she was like, what's the matter? I said, I'm struggling. So went to the doctor, um, had some tests run, 
work. Well, that night, I'll never forget it, it was on a Wednesday, and the doctor called me at like 10 o'clock and said, you need to come to the emergency room right now, your numbers are elevated, everything is, is, is out of whack, you need to come in now. Had you gone to the doctor that day? I went to, I went to the doctor to have blood. That day, yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, okay, gotcha, Wednesday. gotcha, okay. So I'm looking at the phone like, can we talk about this? I got to go to work tomorrow. No, you need to come in right now. You need to come to the emergency room. All right, let me call you back because I I gotta I gotta figure this out. <clears throat> so pack a bag. We go to the emergency room, and within 20 minutes of getting to the emergency room, we go get checked in. Doctors come in and say, "Okay, this is where we're at. You're at stage five end stage renal failure." Your kidneys are operating at less than 20%. You need to decide what type of dialysis you want to go on right now. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, wait a time, wait a minute, hold on. How do we get from how do we get here? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we see that you've been diabetic since 92. I said, yeah, but my blood sugar has been running between 90 and 110 the whole mm-hmm. time. Well, the numbers don't really dictate what the disease is doing in your body. And I said, well, what the fuck are you keep telling people to check their blood sugar for them? Because that doesn't right. make any sense to me. Yeah, yeah. So I've never gotten a straight answer as to what brought this on. Gotcha. I don't know. Like they what don't preventative know. steps you could have right. taken. Which is why I call it practice because they don't know what they're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. That's always been the case with the medical. It's just a practice. Like, right. They don't know yet. All the studies that have been done and people that get paid for dumbass studies there's still no because the human body is each individual human body is its own kind of microcosm right right so we sat talked about it me and my wife our family um and said okay we're not going to do that um let me take some time get some stuff figured out so we put off having the fistula surgery done which is needed for dialysis. Okay, so um, the fistula surgery. Explain to us what that is. Fistula surgery <clears throat> is basically where they, go, they they look at your vein mm-hmm. to see where would be a good spot for you to have dialysis treatment, right? So they check your arm, they check your legs, they check wherever is the best place to do it. And there's a surgery that has to be done where they place a, a, a stent in out the vein and then that has to cure for like a couple of months before they can actually use it for you to have dialysis. Gotcha. Okay. So they're basically prepping, finding a vein to prep right. for your, okay. Right. So we put that off because I didn't want to have the surgery to begin with. I was like, okay, let's try to find some different uh, methods, holistic, change mm-hmm. diet, do some things, mm-hmm. find out what we can do to stave this off. Right, right. So... They gave me some water pills that was taking the fluid off, and I was juicing and all that other good stuff, uh-huh. and the fluid was coming off, and the weight was coming off, because I actually had like 30 extra pounds of fluid on me. Mm. Oh, wow. That's prior to all this. This the, the, That's prior to the breaking point, basically. Well, yeah, but until because I didn't know what was going on, uh-huh. which gotcha. is why the legs and stuff mm. were swelling. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all of that happened, and everything was going towards being better um, but they were still pushing to have the surgery to start dialysis so I had the surgery in June I had to 
wait for that to finish curing um, and get straight. So started dialysis in September of 2014. After my second dialysis treatment, I had to go to work the next morning, came downstairs. So let's talk about dialysis. What okay. does it what does dialysis. a dialysis do? Dialysis. And what does it make you feel like? Dialysis cleanses it, it, it pulls fluid off your body and it cleanses the blood. So basically they take blood out, they run it through this machine which has chemicals and things in it to clean your blood and then they put it back in you. So uh-huh. when you come in with extra with, with fluid on in your system, you go to dialysis to have that fluid removed and they put the blood back in mm-hmm. and then you go on about your day. Mm-hmm. But it is a process that takes normally four hours every three days. Mm-hmm. So it was like having a part-time job. Yeah. So full-time job, owning the business, that part-time job, uh-huh. life. Right. And how did you feel after dialysis? I generally felt okay. Mm -hmm. Um, There were some people in there who you could tell that they weren't doing well. Mm -hmm. And it's also a mental fight. I'm young enough to where everybody was saying, you should be fine. You've got a long life ahead of you. Mm -hmm. You're good for a kidney transplant. Um, So we got put on the list. But it can take a toll on you because if they pull too much fluid off, you can cramp up like really bad. Um, So there were nights when I'm trying to drive home and you haven't lived until you can't put your foot on the brake because your leg is stuck straight out because you're done locked up. Or you're in the middle of being asleep Uh and have to stand. Oh, that happened to me when I was pregnant. Right. Right. So. You keep mustard packets on you. The mustard, whatever is in it, helps right. to stave off mm-hmm. the, the, the cramps and everything, right? <clears throat> so going through that, after the second treatment that I had, came downstairs, was getting something to eat, and then all of a sudden, I felt winded. Like when you go outside on a cold day and you feel that burn uh-huh, sensation uh-huh, uh-huh. in your chest. Uh-huh. Arm never went numb or anything, but I just felt weird. And I felt off. Heart was racing wife came downstairs and she looked at me and she said what's wrong and I said I don't know go back to the emergency room this is in October mm-hmm. go back to the emergency room they run some tests they can't tell what's going on I go back to Duke I go back to Duke and they run some more tests and they tell me that I have had a by definition mild heart attack because I had blockages so I had two stents placed Mm -hmm. which then took me off of the transplant list because they had to make sure that the heart was strong enough to be able to go through the surgery Yep. so I had to go through rehab for that to get the heart strengthened back up so that lasted until February all the while still doing dialysis so now I've still got to go to work I've still got dialysis but now Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays in the morning, I've got to go do physical therapy to get the heart muscle straight. So that's yeah. going walking and exercise and all that kind of stuff. So it's a lot. So this is from 2014, fast forward to like 2016. The heart is strong. Everything's good. I've had phone calls saying we've got a, a kidney offer for you. Once you go through the process of uh, being put on the transplant list, 
there are several hospitals that you can pick. I live in Durham, right down the street from Duke, so I pick that one. But if you, you can pick Carolina, you can pick ECU, you can pick Charlotte, wherever um, you think would give you the best chance of getting a, a, a new kidney. But the problem is, if you're on multiple lists and one gets picked and you got to go to Charlotte, all of your appointments are now in Charlotte. Mm. So to be closer to home, we stuck with Duke. <clears throat> so we've got several phone calls. Hey, we've got an offer for you. We've got an offer for you. And the first one that came in, I was nervous, like, okay, I'm, I'm not mentally ready for this, but okay. And then they call back and say, okay, we're sorry. We gave it to someone else. We'll check you next time. Hmm. Okay. So hmm. now I'm on from zero. What's the use of being on the list? Right. Yeah. That's okay. Different offers. So they call you and tell you. I mean, is there money involved in this? Like what? No. No. It just comes up in whatever. <coughs> whoever is a match for the organ that comes up. Mm-hmm. Unless you've got a living donor and you schedule it and you know when you're going gotcha. in. Okay. It's like you live by the phone. Yeah. So your yeah. phone yeah. always has to be on because they can call you at any time. Yeah. I've had phone calls at two in the morning. Mm-hmm. I've had phone calls while I'm at work. Yeah. I've had phone calls in the, on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Whatever. What was the mental experience in you know that list you know waiting by the phone you know waiting to hear you know if you, if you had a, if you had somebody a match or anything i'm different because one the family support that i had the belief system that i have i was good either way right so it if it can't when it came it was going to come and i wasn't really worried about it was it fearful yeah because it who wants to have to go through a major surgery like that and you've never had to do anything like that and you don't know what's going to happen but in the long run I knew that I was going to be okay so after a while it did get to be a pain though because they would call and there were so many false alarms it got to the point where they called hey we have an offer for you like don't call me unless you got a kidney for free and they're all excited and they're like we have an offer for you and I'm like okay so they ask you the same questions over and over and over again have you been out of the country know that no have you been sick of you no have you been around people who've been sick no have you had any falls in the last 92 no has anything changed since the last time you called no not since you called me last tuesday no right, nothing has right. changed and today is wednesday right well we've got an offer you're third on the list and we'll we'll give you a call back okay so you go about your day and then they may call you again and say okay we did a mat a check and you are a match you're still third on the list but now we need you to not eat anything until we call you back what? okay because if you go into surgery you can't you have eaten anything yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. you can drink things but you can't eat anything so when they call you at 10 in the morning and tell you that you can't eat anything until they call you back right now you're going all day and you haven't it's four five six seven o'clock and they haven't called you back yet yeah. and the last thing you ate was last night at nine yeah mm. yeah that part was the 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 tough part yeah or the stressful part it was like all i want to do is just kind of nibble on a piece can of I cracker can it something whatever <laughs> right so then you get another call okay you're you're next up on the list we don't need, you can't drink anything okay go through all that for them to come back and say okay the offer went to someone else we'll we'll keep you in mind for next time I don't understand this whole so you go thing. yeah you so you go from zero to all the way up to defcon whatever mm-hmm. with excited with the backpack beside the door 
to not have to go anywhere. Right. And then you just keep living your life. <clears throat> you can eat a big bowl of spaghetti though. Right. So that's when you just go downstairs and eat half the refrigerator. So 2016, I get a call. We go through that process. I'm like, uh-huh. Okay. All right. They call me back again. Okay. Sure. Then they call me back and they said, we have an offer for you. What time would you like to come in? I'm, I'm sorry. This is, this is for real this time? Yeah. Okay. I'll be there four in the morning. So we get up, we get dressed, go down to Duke, get prepped, get, get signed in, get assigned a room, meet the surgeons. Everything's ready to go. I get prepped for surgery. So I lit my wife is sitting beside me while this woman is shaving me. I'm in, you know, mm-hmm. butt ass naked laying on the bed. My wife was like, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> only for the doctors to come in. This was on a Sunday morning that like surgery was supposed to be at seven in the morning. They come in at seven that night and say the night before the ni- no we go in Sunday surgery is supposed to be at seven it seven wasn't at seven morning, and it wasn't until seven that night when they come in and say um we decided that we're not going to do the surgery i'm sorry, I'm sorry what? What? I'm, what okay first of all go get my wife because she's in the lobby because my brother was in there with me i said i need you to go grab everybody because we're only going to have this conversation once so right. you can tell me why we're not going to do it yeah <clears throat> So they come in and they say, well, we found two aneurysms in the in, in the, in the, the arteries leading up to the kidneys. The uh, kidneys were fine, but we saw some some abnormalities in it. And I don't know why we we went back and looked at it because we normally don't. There were two kidneys. I was going to get one. Somebody else was going to get one. There were two surgeons. One was going to start on me. One was going to start on the other one, and then they switch. I still don't know why they do that. So what, the doctors or the kids? The doctors. Okay. And they said that they went back and looked at them and then decided not to do the surgery, but they couldn't tell me why they went back and looked at them mm-hmm. because they never do. It doesn't even matter. It's God, yo. To which I said, you all don't know why you didn't do it, but I do. Mm-hmm. And we're only going to do this one time, so yep. that's fine. Yep, yep. Let me go. Now, mind you, I've been there since 4 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I haven't eaten. Yeah. Can you go ahead and get these papers released so I can go? Oh, yeah. So they do that. So that was another dry run. Uh-huh. So that was in 2016. My father-in-law, who has since passed, um, was an apostle. Mother-in-law is an apostle too. Yeah, we talked always back and forth about faith and belief, and it'll be the time. <clears throat> but he told me, he said, "Don't worry about it. When it happens, it's going to happen when it's supposed to happen. Okay. You're going to get the best kidney possible. There's not going to be any rejection. There's not going to be any infection. You're not going to have any problems." You're going to live a long life. The surgeons are going to be fine. The surgery is going to go fine. You're going to recover better than anything they've ever seen. I said, okay. I believe that because I know where it was coming from. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to December last year, 2018. Get a phone call. Just six months ago. Just six months Mm -hmm. ago. Get Mm -hmm. a phone call. We have an offer for you. Okay. Matter of fact, I was just, I was leaving the store. No, this time I, I really think. With a bag of chips. 
no. No, where I I had just got finished bagging up a bag of popcorn from the popcorn shop in Mebane. What flavor? S-H-O-P-P-E dot com. What flavor? What flavor? It was actually gunpowder, which I will explain. Yeah. Gunpowder. White cheddar, black pepper, garlic, onion, parmesan. It's delicious. delicious. I got you. Okay. So, and I'm on my way to dialysis. So they call me. We've got an offer for you. This is your kidney. I believe it. I know it. Okay. I'm on my way to dialysis. Well, what time do you get done? I said, I should be done. I should be home by nine o'clock. Okay. We're going to call you at nine o'clock. Okay, fine. I've been through this before. Right. This is five years, four yeah. years running. No, right? we not. No hopes up. Right. Down, hopes whatever. Up. We just I like, go whatever do dialysis. Happens, happens. I go do my thing. I had just got taken off. Just got finished weighing and was putting my stuff in my bag. My phone rings. Hello? Yes, Mr. Peterson, this is Duke. Okay. Um, what time would you like to come in? Do you want to come in tonight? Do you want to come in at six in the morning? Okay, you were you were serious this time. Okay, <laughs> okay. let me give me a second. Let me call you right back. I called my wife. I said, This this is it for real. And I felt different about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is this is it. This is the time. Went home, took a shower, remade the bed, got the house ready for when I came Did back. Did you get your wife to shave you this time? Did not. Mm. <laughs> Did not. Lost that's opportunity, okay. dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Lost opportunity. It's okay. Um, mine was kind of on other things, but, you know, whatever. I mean, never mind. Let's yeah. continue. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, get everything straight. Sleep in my own bed. Get up the next morning. Go to Duke. We're there by 6. I'm in surgery by 8. I'm out by... I was asleep, so I don't remember. I want to say, like, by 2... But everything went well. That's a long surgery. Mm. But it was it it went exceedingly well. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you that the doctor told me that I had the Cadillac slash portions of kidneys, Mm. the surgery went exceedingly well. Do you know where it came from? I do not. They with the. You didn't want to know. The donors. It was it was an anonymous donor. And the way that it's set up, and I need to do this, I can write a letter to them thanking them, Mm -hmm. which I need to do because, one, their family member gave me a kidney. Mm -hmm. Two, it was right around Christmas time, so I know that they lost a a person around the holidays, Mm -hmm. which isn't always a good time for people. So I got to write that letter to thank them, and then if they decide they want to meet me, after mm-hmm. they get my letter, mm-hmm. then they'll do that. But it's right. on them, which right, is right, fine. Right. But I, I'm still going to write that letter to thank them and their family mm-hmm. for the decision that they made to allow their person's organ to be yeah. donated. Yeah, yeah. Right. <clears throat> so, doctor said I had the best kidney possible. The surgery went exceedingly well. Um, all throughout my recovery, they've been saying, I, I can't believe how well you've been doing. Your numbers are off the charts, blah, 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 blah. So everything that my father-in-law told me came to fruition. that the Lord told him yep. came to fruition. Mm-hmm. So, and again, I knew that I was going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, six months later, I'm here. There is a suitcase full of pills that I have to take, um, but... I'm here because you have to take the, them always or always the the meds that you have to take after transplant are anti-rejection because you don't want the body to reject the mm-hmm. foreign organ mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it actually lowers your immune system mm-hmm. so I'm always having to be aware and 
keep sanitizer. Yeah, I have an autoimmune disease, so yeah, right, I'm aware right. So that sick, part of it. Sick babies can't have them. Right. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. Be aware of your surroundings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cookout, and as I found out, so like. Uh, buffets are out. Salad bars are out because the food is just out. Mm, and yep, you need yep, airborne yep. things on there. So if I do go to a cookout or things like that, right, I have to go first mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and get mm-hmm. before everybody starts picking over. Mm-hmm. But it's just little adjustments that you have to make. To live, yeah. But I'm here. Right. I'm here. To live. Um, what other adjustments uh, have you had to make since, uh, you know, getting your new lease? Not too many outside of that just being aware of like I said the cleanliness um, when people are walking around sneezing or having a cold you just kind of look at them like keep that to yourself mm-hmm. people want to you know come up and shake your hand like mm, no not so much yeah this bump maybe um, just kind of depends um, if you come around coughing I need you to go gargle with some hot bleach and get out of my face um, <laughs> hot bleach in mouth right spray that down with Bactine and keep it moving um, <laughs> but other than that the whole point of it is to live your life you know as best as possible um, without any hindrances now what I did find out <clears throat> is that when they do a transplant they don't take the other ones out Wait. Uh, what? Nigga, you got three kidneys right now? I do. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah, I always thought I they, do. yeah. Your kidneys are in your, towards your back, right? Yeah. They took the surgery and kind of filleted so that it's sitting towards like the word front. I that in reference to the human body fillet right. and the things he just did. Like, anyway, go ahead. But it's, it's towards the front, so mm-hmm. it's like by my stomach. Mm-hmm. In the front. I did not know that. They don't take them out. It's more invasive to take them out than it is to just place another one. Place another one in there. And the one that you have will do the work of the other two. I wonder. That might be a sci-fi, a whole sci-fi thing. You should write it. If you're like your other two kidneys just get and they wake up and they just start functioning normal like then, the superpowers yeah. that you would have related and to then, that. And then you just pee for three days. Pee all the time. Yeah, pee man. Time. Where are you going? Pee man. Go, go pee. Go There's a fire. Huh? Right. Pee man. <laughs> right. Right. Standing there with the hose. Um, but yeah, so those those are some of the things that you you find out when you go through the process. Um, the fact that it is not an end all be all cure. Uh, t- kidney transplant is technically only good for ten to fifteen years. Mm-hmm. So if you get a long enough run, you may have to go back on the transplant list to have another one or be on dialysis again mm-hmm. if, if you are on the list. Um, is to outlive it um, and just have it run normal. Um, and like I said, my belief system that I have is that, like I said, we're only going to do this once and I'm good. Um, but that's something else that you find out. Um, the other thing is, like I said, the meds that you have to take and you're on them for the rest of your life. Um, anti-rejection meds. One of them was prednisone, which mm. affects oh, your. Okay. Yeah, so, I've been on prednisone, prednisone before, and yeah, I felt yeah. like a monster. Uh, yeah, I can't. I had to put I, myself in timeout so many times I, on that shit. I can't. So with that steroid, I can't go into the Olympics. Um, mm. Oh my god! They the did. sex is bugged on prednisone. It they they is. ramped it down though. <laughs> so I was on like thirty milligrams a day. Mm. 
And then they ramped it down to after the first week and went down to 25 and then it went down to 20 and then mm-hmm. to 15 and then to 10. But I will be on five milligrams every day forever. Man, listen, I have Crohn's disease and okay. at certain points when I have flare ups, like the first time when I was ended up probably like 10 years ago, I was I've been dealing with the symptoms since I was 18 um, and misdiagnosed for a myriad of other diseases and conditions but when I moved back here in 2009 July 2010 I actually got an intestinal infection if for those that don't know Crohn's disease is like a chronic inflammation of your intestines and some people get it with blockages some people get it with like diarrhea and I have the latter so I right now I'm probably at 180 pounds I was at 110, 115 pounds. Um, sick, 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 sick. My mom was so sad. She was like, eat, eat, eat. I like, can't eat because I don't want to. Right. I actually smoked weed to eat um, so that I could live. Um, but so they put me, when they found out I haven't, I went to the, I was at work one day. And I was so sick. And I called my mom. I was like, I need you to come take me to the hospital. And I have a super high threshold for pain like I I have two kids and I have both of them naturally like it, mm. not like it wasn't a thing I'm just scared of a fucking needle in my back but um so they they did a CAT scan and found out I had an intestinal infection and my the doctor at the emergency room was like yo you might want to go get a colonoscopy and you probably have Crohn's disease so at that point they put me on prednisone and it was a high dosage at first and you know they, they always do that step up and step down right, right. And so the first time it was fine. Um, it stepped me up. Like I felt like fucking superwoman. Like I could eat what I want to. I was working out. I was getting fucking muscles and shit. Like it was awesome. And when I got to like the top of that trip, like the top of that trip, I started to feel fucking crazy. Like and then it started to taper off. So probably four years ago, I got sick again. And I had a flare up again. I got sick again. It wasn't an infection. I was just like had a Crohn's flare up. And they put me on prednisone again. It was a lower dosage step. But by the time I got midway through that up ramp, like I was like, I had to call my doctor. Like I really felt like nuts. Like nothing. I couldn't take anything. And I not only do I have a high threshold for physical pain, like mental, like I'm normally able to like talk my shit down. And it was like I was going off on everybody. Like it was unbelievable she's like no Keish you have to like you have to at least get to the other side of the step up and step down so it was like probably five more days four more days five more days you know I put myself in time out I was in my room I just did not want anybody to talk to me because I was fucking felt like the fucking Tasmanian devil was living in my chest. That's how I felt. Yeah, I mean, it's it's no joke. I mean, I I have a herniated disc and then, you know, every time I had a flare up, you know, they they put me on prednisone and and sometimes Vicodin. I like the Vicodin. Like the Vicodin lot, <laughs> actually, but uh, I mean, but the prednisone, yeah, it just made me feel evil. You know? the, so, like I said, I'm I'm a different kind of dude, though. So, the, it didn't affect me like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they told they tell you first of all, 
listen to yourself and be your own self advocate. Right. Yep, right? yep, yep. Don't don't just go verbatim on what the doctors are going to tell you because they don't necessarily care. All they care about is cutting and giving you drugs and don't checking to see what type of insurance you've got so they can get the most out of you. Right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um. So the pain meds that they gave me, and I'm trying to think of what it was. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Percocet. And I've been on. I've had. So you you say you're a different dude. Like I've had Percocet. Like through that horror ordeal, they gave me Percocet for pain. Huh. It. And then when they made a song about it, that was years ago. Right. Then when they made a song about it, I was like, like it, it just was like a. It didn't feel any different to me than an Advil or a Leave or whatever. Well, it did not make me high at so all. So the, the pain relief they gave me was tramadol, mm. and I, I didn't. One, I never liked the way that I felt taking them, so I didn't. But I also didn't have any pain. So like this throughout this whole thing, I took maybe six pain pills and mm-hmm. that's only if I felt a twinge maybe coming like, yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't take anything. Mm-hmm. With the prednisone they tell you that you know, you'll have mood swings or whatever but I really didn't. The only thing that I noticed and this was around the holidays so you know the news stories that come on where the kid is doing something and they do a tribute to their parent or their brother or whatever yeah. who's yeah. overseas and then like the dad surprises them uh-huh, uh-huh. that shit gets me every time <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting Kleenex, there like give me my <laughs> <laughs> I know but see here's the thing with women there's hormonal cycles right so all that shit like I really felt like if I if anybody crosses me I'm gonna fucking kill somebody. Right. Because I had that monthly hormonal thing going on, that woman hormonal thing, and then this fucking prednisone too. Yeah. All together, I just had to I had to put myself away. But again, I was I was atypical. So when they were asking me, did I have any symptoms like mm-hmm. leading up to this? Mm-hmm. I was like, No, you didn't feel any pain. No. Did you have any any additional swelling? Not except for that. Well, mm-hmm. did you have that? Mm-hmm. No. Did you feel that? No. Mm-hmm. Were you lightheaded or have any headaches because of the sugar no, genetically I told we you, are superior yeah i told you my sugar was fine so that yeah. what are we talking about so that's why i say i'm i'm a different dude but again my level of belief is different um which goes back to the dialysis thing i'm young enough to where you would see people go in there and they were like oh i'm just trying to make it i'm here and i'm like no you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta have a stronger mm-hmm. mental than that it was like right. i'm here to go do what i gotta right. do and then i got other stuff i gotta do this right. is just a part-time thing i'm mm-hmm. here for four hours let me take this nap finish watching tv and mm-hmm. then i'm gone so i can go do other stuff i'm not yeah. sitting here wallowing in yeah. whatever right. so but a lot of those people i find and this is prevalent in the black community continue to do things that put them in that situation like a good friend of mine just knows that she has high blood pressure and blood sugar and continue to do those things and then ends up in the hospital and they patch her up real quick and she goes back out and does those just things. The same thing. And yeah. my ex-husband was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes when we were living away. It was just me, him, and the kids. And he actually started losing weight so because he didn't want to be dependent on that condition at all. Mm-hmm. Um, losing weight so fast that his doctor told him he was losing it too fast. Um, and just to see him, like he accidentally during that time when he was diagnosed, drank some sweet tea, and I thought he's gonna fucking die. Like, not literally, but just dramatically. Like, he's like, I don't 
never want to feel like that. Like what he described, how he felt, he accidentally drank sweet ass sweet tea. He was like, I don't, I would never like do that to myself intentionally on a regular basis. And a lot of those people that you're talking about, they're still doing those things. Listen, they tell you like what you can have, what you shouldn't have, food-wise, drink-wise, whatever. And it shit's on the internet. So I go to dialysis and I'm there and all of a sudden I feel I start feeling hungry. I'm like, why am I hungry? What is that? And there's people in there with like buckets from a three piece from Bojangles. Right. Yeah. About to get dialysis. With a thirty two ounce sweet tea. <laughs> They tell you not to eat salty foods. They right. in there with a bag of chips and right. a 32 ounce orange soda. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell are you doing? They would treat me like you were in the morgue. You know what I'm saying? They would be like, like, like there's morticians that you know just can eat. And, you know, eat, eat, eat these eat. were the patients. Wow. Uh-huh. These were the patients who were getting oh. hooked up and then grabbing a bag of funyuns. And I'm like, what are you doing? Don't everybody? Okay. You know what you're supposed to do, what you're not supposed to do, and you can't go cold turkey the whole line. But damn, don't go into treatment with a box and bojangle. Don't don't do that. Um, so it's a mental thing that you got to be strong enough and know that it will be better, um, and just do what you have to do. So for anybody who is going through it, um, do what they tell you to do. So listen to your body and know what works for you. Um, and when you come up for having the surgery. A three-piece for Bojangles works for me just fine. Not right now, Keisha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to make a point. Uh, um, be, be strong enough mentally to say, okay, these, these are the, the, the hand that I was dealt. And I, I never said, it, it never got to the point of why me, what was me. No, this is okay. This is what it is. Let's let's get it. Let's so get I'd it. like to, from that point, backtrack. Mm-hmm. Preventative steps. I know a lot of this is genetic because my like about I told you my ex husband was diagnosed and he could like woke up one morning couldn't see. He went to the doctor. The doctor was like, you know what? We've been like he he went to the doctor regularly. Like lived a pretty much healthy lifestyle. That is concerned, um, and his doctor basically said, "With your genetics, it wasn't a matter of if; it was a matter of when." Now, there are other, and I get that, but and I'm sure this is a topic for another show. But there are things that you can do to break that genetic, call it whatever you want, mm-hmm. curse, whatever, mm-hmm. um, predisposition. I don't care what anybody says, and I don't know what your belief is, and this is to everybody, but prayer works, mm-hmm. right? So that can be played off along with the preventative measures of you doing what you know to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of these things can stop. Hey, black people don't like to drink water. Drink fucking water. A lot of this stuff can stop, and a lot of it is preventative, but you have to put it in your mind. Reese cup. I don't want that Reese cup. I don't want that Twinkie. I don't want it. I can't do it. You can find other things to do. Mm-hmm. They told me that I couldn't have one of the things you couldn't have is like potatoes. 
me, I still don't. Like, I haven't had any potato chips or fry or anything since 2014. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't want it. Yeah, yeah. It's like potato chips are life. Like, it seems like such an easy there, choice, but for a lot of people, it's there's not. A different, there's a different way you can do it. If you, yeah. if you got to have something that's crunchy, eat popcorn, eat celery, <laughs> eat whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's popcorn. You know, it's like if you know, it's, it's if you if you want mashed potatoes, try cauliflower. Right. You know. No. <laughs> this nigga right really, here Really Tigo I, mean, I, I, really? I didn't say no. anything Through the whole joint Because you know what I'm saying That's some You know what I'm saying Some real serious shit But No the cauliflower I hate transsexual fu- uh, uh, Foods I hate it I hate it with a passion I hate food That's trying to become Other foods yeah, yeah. You know he did. Uh, he said that yesterday. What I got? I got. I bought imitation bought, crab. She yesterday. bought some imitation uh-huh. crab, and I told her that I did not want that uh, transsexual uh, fish. Um, so I am. I am telling you, anything that fakes the funk. I just don't he want. Just trying to kill future sponsors. But nigga, you eat squirrels, you know so there's so many alternatives you, you for you. Know you. Like uh, your yeah. average nigga is not gonna eat squirrel as an alternative. Thank you eat you. squirrel and uh, turtle yeah. and shit. Yeah. And like and there's so many. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, well, that's good eating. You can't eat a city squirrel or eat a country squirrel. But um, yeah, I don't have any ailments like that. Y'all make me feel bad. Like I should get sick and some shit. Not you, people. But um. <laughs> <well>. <laughs> You know, when you're running Carly's seeds real quick? Oh, man. A seven yeah. layer cake will be good. No, don't do that. I do have the sugar. So, yeah. But anywho, yeah. I don't know why I was going with this. I had yeah, we I had don't either, too. We don't either. Okay. It just, it just ran with it. Yeah, really. Just ran with so, to bring it back. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Just have a strong enough mindset. Um, like I said, because it is, it's, it's mental. Because that, no bullshit. It was a lot. It was a lot mm-hmm. to have to deal with. Um, but you got to have the support. You got to have the mental mind state. You got to have people who believe with you that everything's going to be okay. You have to have, to, uh, like I said, strong belief system. Have people that know how to pray and are praying for you. Um, and then do what you got to do and do what you're supposed to do. And everything will be fine. Well, you know, I, I'm a serious note. Good book does says that uh, you know we do have the power to heal each other. We do have the power to heal, uh, but you just have to have that. You know, you have to believe in it. And uh, you know, uh, not trying to jump on no soapbox or anything, but you know that that's the, that's just real talk because uh, your body was built to fight things. It was built to do what it's supposed to do. And if you, it's all about it. Exactly. And if you don't believe that your body is can do what it's supposed to do then you already lost the battle you know what I'm saying and uh, you know you know, kudos to you on that you know what I'm saying on, on, on having a strong uh, you know, support system and especially a support system with belief you know what I'm saying because a lot of us don't have that or a lot of us have that fake belief you know what I'm saying and, uh, you know, oh lord you're going to be alright we're gonna this, going to do this exactly you know so Kudos to that, and um, and I know your mind state had to be on on, on a whole nother level, um, but I know it was hard, you know what I'm saying, at first to grasp 
you know what I'm saying, that um, the concept of what's, what was happening to you, you know. But at the same token, you know what I'm saying, um, how did you, how, what's the word, what I'm trying to say? Um, how, how did you, I know you had your, your wife and your, and your family with you, you know, supporting you. Uh, but there's a time when you have to, you know, tap your own bootstraps and, 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 and keep moving. You know, so when was that time that you said, you know what, I'm not going to let this shit, you know what I'm saying, you know, I, I, I got this. You know, when was that? It was, and I'm not even going to sit here in front because I know sat and cried probably twice. And it, again, it wasn't why me, woe is me. It was okay, we're here now. What did, what the hell is going on? What, what are we doing? What, what, okay. All right. So you take that time and then you go, okay, you get it out your system and then you just do what you got to do. You have to make that decision in your head that you are going to do this. You are going to be fine. You are going to do whatever it takes to mentally not go there, right? Um, To the bad place. You got to stay in a good headspace. You have to. Because like you said, it, otherwise you, you've already 75% lost. So, for again, for those that are going through something like this, just keep a positive mindset and know that everything is going to work out. Um, but you've got to believe that. You've got to know that. You've got to know that you know that you know that everything's going to be okay regardless of anything else, no matter what they say, no matter how the doctors are going to come. The doctors are trying to scare the shit out of you, mm-hmm. right? They'll come in, we need to do this right now. Oh, oh, wait a minute. No, we don't. Right. I have to decide what I'm going to do. Right, yeah. I heard what y'all said. Let me process this, and I'll make a decision, and I'll get back with you and tell you right. whether I'm going it was to in and out, in and out. Allow you to do this to me or not, but you're not going to force me to do anything. What we're not going to do mm-hmm. is have you come in here and rush and have me go somewhere. No, 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 no. We're going to think this through, and I'll tell you what we're going to do. Right, you're in control. Right, and a lot of people don't understand that. And also, that positive mindset in a moment of crisis really sets the stage and this is in life in general so like a long time somebody told me today i'm just so you're just so positive and your life is great my life's not always great like there's shit going on in my life right now that nobody will ever know always. unless i told them always but i make a conscious decision to be positive and that especially when you're sick and not only after whatever curing factors happen sets the stage for your ultimate recovery right right because if you're like just like oh like the people you said that were in dials oh well i'm right. in here and then they get a call for a kidney the next day and they're still humdrum and like fuck it i'm gonna die fucking give that kidney to somebody yeah, who wants to live you know it. what i'm saying don't waste it yeah don't waste don't it don't waste it i have people to this day who come up to me um, because I did a I did a video on Facebook giving a, an update on you know how I was doing or whatever, and people were like, I had no idea that you were even sick. Right. And it's like first of all, 
you weren't supposed to. Right. You know, second, thank you, but I'm good. You look great. Yeah. I appreciate it. Freeway was the same way. Like, nobody really knew he was sick as as he was until he started chronicling. He had the same thing. He had a kidney transplant. Mm-hmm. Um, he started chronicling his, from the point of surgery when he got the kidney on, and people were like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't have any idea you were going through this. And now he's great. I mean, but to have people say that type of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes people use social media to, you know, grab some type of sympathy or, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even on, even on that note, you have to be careful because the simple fact that when somebody says, oh, I'm sorry that you're going through this, that doesn't really mean like, you know what I'm saying? I know you're going to go through this. You got this. You know what I'm saying? It's... I'm sorry that you're going through this. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's already, so it's, so it's sort of like a, almost like a, you know, a compliment, but not really a, not really a, you know, a, you know I mean, a, it's, real, a it's like an attempt to, it's, I mean, it's an attempt to be, uh, you know, sensitive and, uh, you know, conscientious on social media while coming off insensitive because of social media. Right. Uh-huh. Exactly. 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 So, yo, that's what's up, DP. I'm glad you're doing good. Yeah, good to see yeah. you, man. You know what I mean? You definitely gonna get some that popcorn. You got some weed for me? He would Popcorn. Dash. I'm talking CBD. I'm talking CBD. I'm talking CBD. I'm talking CBD. DP. DP. Yo, bro. What's next? What is next, man? Oh, I need that gunpowder though. Yeah, we. I think we think we all kind of want to try that gunpowder. That can happen. That that can happen. I will make sure to get you all some gunpowder. Um, popcorn shop is going well. Bartending Unlimited is booking events left mm-hmm. and right. Um, I'm also maybe working. when I get a wedding, I'll get y'all to do it. That can happen. I don't really have a, a man for a wedding, but but you know what? It doesn't even have to be wedding. So people hire us for oh, any event that you can. In any event that you want to have, we've done uh, business networking things. We've done grand openings for businesses in the park. Um, we've done events for UNC uh, healthcare. Uh, we've done private parties. Anything. Anything that you would want to need a bartender for, we can do. We'll provide everything. Um, we can bring the bar. Uh, we'll bring the alcohol. We'll set everything up. We just do a cost proposal. You tell us what you want to have served, when, where, how long. We tell you how much it's going to be. You pay us. We take care of that part of your party. You don't have to worry about that part of it at all. Uh, how can they reach out to you in regards to bartending? Unlimited? That is www.bartendingunlimited.com. No dash, no E. No dash, no E. Bartending, I-N-G, unlimited.com. You can go there and look at the website. You can get information because we'll send out a questionnaire. It's all based on your event. Everything is totally customizable. So it just depends on what your event calls for, and we'll come and set it up. We'll do whatever you want. It will cost you, but we'll do it. Awesome. My 40 hood is coming up, and I think I've decided on... Formal masquerade. Formal? You want to do a formal? Masquerade, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm 45, baby. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's see what else is going on. That, that, um, there's a lot. I'm like a serial entrepreneur, so there's about five different irons in the fire right now. Uh, average multi- 
Average Millionaire has seven. I feel like I'm behind. I was only got five. <laughs> um, I'm working on that. The next one is, um, what are we doing? Oh, the Vacation Club memberships. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you want to know how to travel wholesale and not retail, uh, get at me on Facebook at Darius Peterson. Um, you can message me at Darius Peterson, and I can get you some information on that, too. It's actually pretty dope. Last thing yeah, I saw was a trip to, to travel wholesale that was There was a there was a trip to Vegas that I saw for the weekend. It was like one oh nine per person or something mm. crazy. Flight included? Flight not included. But you can book a flight too. And it's the hotel stay. And mm. I, I can't remember which hotel it was, but I know one of them was the Mirage. Mm. Um that one I saw was like two forty nine for the weekend. You can't stay at the Mirage for two forty nine right. for a person yeah, yeah, for the yeah. weekend. Yeah, yeah. With it with a show and dinner and yeah. the whole night. Uh-huh. Do you uh, have uh, transfer, uh, Transylvania? Actually, there is a trip to uh, Romania. Really? Mm-hmm. Did you, did you really just to. respond to him? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that, you know why? Yeah, yeah. Because there's always an opportunity to do something. So, Don't yes, hustle. There, there are, Hustling. There are, I love that. Yeah. That's, hus- that's a hustler mentality. Any, any, that. Anywhere that you want to go. Transylvania is Romania. Mm-hmm. Right. There's, by the there's, by. There's trips anywhere that you want to go and you can do it on sale. So, get at me. Want to go to everywhere? DK. Yeah, man. Proud of you. Thank you for coming through. Thank you for uh, the invite. Thanks. And you know, uh, you know what? Uh, this has been awesome. Yeah, and informative. Yeah, I mean, blessing us with uh, with the story of his experience, and you know, y- you know, and, and that beautiful blueprint on, on how to move forward. And this is, truth be told, this where I am right now in this room. This is this is family, like for real. Like I'm looking at my man. The social media assassin over here. We are <laughs> on the on the way back, this goes back to '89, summer of '89. Mm. EOP for those that know, it's the hottest time I've ever been in my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a true story. In yeah, fact, yeah. he's getting ready to co-sign on that. Yeah, uh, EOP at uh, North Carolina Central University, Durham, North Carolina. Man, yeah, it was hot. Yeah. Uh, we all forgot what uh, air conditioning uh, felt like for that uh, what week. It was it like three three days, four yeah. days, or whatever. But yeah. anytime you take a shower at night and come out sweating, yeah, yeah, and and it was a run on box fans because everybody was trying to get a box fan and just put it in the hallway. People were sleeping with the doors open. It was ridiculous. Um, it was crazy. But me and him go way back to 89. This one, uh, Perry, 89, 90. 90. Uh, I remember, actually, I remember uh, sitting in South Square Mall and, uh, you know, uh, beating on the, us beating on the tables, doing sardines and parking beans. Yeah. The crowd around yeah. us, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So we go back. We yeah. go back. And uh, my man to the right, me and Tico had epic battles of Tekken uh, mm, and, 
and yeah. and New Japan Pro Wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Fire Pro, Fire Pro, baby, Fire Pro. Oh man, yeah. I remember trying to get the buy right video uh, at the at the yeah. flea market on Capitol because that was the only place to get yeah. the hype import Jones from the PlayStation. Y'all, there's all kind of high fives yeah. and hand slaps going on right now. Dude, dude, I got to bring this up. I got to bring this up. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, WCW Fall Brawl. I believe oh. it was 80, 96, 95, 96, right? You talking about the parking lot in West now, now, I ain't even talking about the parking lot. Okay. okay? I'm talking about uh, when Harlem Heat was he, wrestling in he, Nancy. He, and we up there he, chatting. He, 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 he. And as Harlem Heat is walking out. You know, walking back to the arena after the match, we chained heat, 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 and uh, Stevie Ray, Booker, Booker, Booker T's T brother, gave looked, us yeah, looked, looked up at us, saw us, and just stood there, and then just pointed right at us. And now, he was like, now, mind yeah. you, they were they were they were Harlem Heat, but they were like major, major heels. Yeah, like, all, all the people in Winston Salem were booing, throwing trash, and everything. Yeah. And then there's these what five, six black dudes screaming yep. heat, heat. Yeah. and they look up and like yep yep <laughs> those are people right there bro those are people right there yeah. I remember uh, the time that um, you know what I believe we started the whole 24 hour um, championship uh, <laughs> uh, uh, challenge for the simple fact that for the simple fact that that uh, I remember a time when I can't even remember the name of the apartment I was staying in but I remember a time that a cookie sheet came out. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yep. That is a true story. Yeah. It is a very true story. The, the, the infamous yeah. cookie sheet came yeah. out. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I brought that out of there. I went yeah, to your did. kitchen yeah. and brought it yeah. out. I brought the cookie sheet out. I had, I can't remember who I had. I had somebody in the Texas Cloverleaf. It might have been it's, Perry. It was probably me. It was okay? probably Perry. I was the guy. I was the guy yeah. that made everybody look good. Matter of fact, yeah. it was Perry because yeah. it was Perry and Tico against me and Quake because we were... Apocalypse. 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 Right. Yeah. Right. 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 The diabolical and, and the maniacal. Were we black and mild then? No, 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 we, no, 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 we, no, we, we weren't were, black and mild. No, no, we uh, was uh, uh, brimstone with fire. No, we would. No, no, that was me and Rob. Me and Rob. Uh, oh, yeah. Me and Rob were the flames. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah we were the first. Yeah. We were the first. Uh, Gay, uh, we were the yeah, first gay, gay tag team, <laughs> yeah, brimstone and yeah. fire. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we were the, we were the, the yeah, what yeah. was it? Hi, I'm fire, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm brimstone. We're the, the flames. flames, yeah. Stay away from us, we're gonna burn you, we're gonna hey, burn so, you. So, we say all this stuff to say, I mean, we, I mean, we were having fun, we were kids having fun, mm. we were, I mean, grown, grown kids. ass men, we were grown yeah, ass fun, men, yeah. grown kids, but a lot of the stuff that we came up with. We later saw is, is being yeah. run, run right yeah. now in yeah. major uh, wrestling, uh, okay. pro wrestling uh, promotions. I'll just, I'll just say this, and I'll have to shout out Ethan Johnson for this too. Vince owes us checks. That's all I'm saying. Big time. Oh big yeah, time. no doubt. Vince a bunch owes, of promoters. owes me money. Yo, a bunch of promoters owe us checks. Everybody, uh, everybody's yo, talking in about. Fact, 50, in fact, uh, people owe fifty money. Vince owes me yeah. money. In fact, in fact, uh, Count Grog. Okay, mm-hmm. Southern Championship Wrestling gouge around here. Um, backstage, me and Rob gave this gave him this idea, the bastards. Okay, they were the illegitimate. No, black yo, kids. for real, y- yeah. y'all gave him the bastards. We man. gave him the bastards. We was like illegitimate black children of wrestling yo, legends. Yo, and then when he shit, then yo. when he started his promotion, Gouge, he had this team called the Urban Legends. Okay, with with Willie Watts and cats like that and and he even told us you know i stole that idea from y'all and i was like yeah yeah we know we know we know, we know. <laughs> so 
backstory. Uh, outside of also being Apocalypse, Rob and I were the bastards uh, before that because I was Leroy Von Eric. Mm-hmm. And, I and was he was Rufus San Martino. <laughs> and, and they were managed by me, Mustafa E. Dangerously. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, the, the cookie sheet, though. Giggle, 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 giggle. The, the cookie sheet. I had I had Perry in a Texas Cloverleaf, <laughs> and by the time I flipped over and went to rear back, the next thing I know, Tico is coming at me and smacks me dead in the forehead <laughs> with a cookie sheet. <laughs> and I just want to say I sold the hell out of that cookie sheet. <laughs> yes, you did. You sold the shit out of that one, yo. You sold the shit out. I'm just saying, I am. Um, Somewhat upset, but at the same time glad we didn't have cell phones like yeah, we have today. Yeah, really. For the simple fact that you know those things would have been some great shit to put online and some great shit for people to see, but the other shit, no, 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 keep that to yourself. Yeah, keep that to yourself. Keep that to yourself, man. To the grave. Nothing like memories, yo. (laughs) Yo, yeah. Because a lot of those memories are going to go to the death. Yeah, man. Okay, to the death. Some stuff is like, remember that time? Oh, 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 Slow down. Slow down. Have you seen who's in the room with us right now? Shut your mouth. Right, right. For real. He knows. He knows. He heard a lot of stuff. Yeah. You heard a lot of stuff. But, hey man, but um, what up, B? Yeah, yeah. Going back, going back to your story, man. That you, that we've been talking about, you know, for uh, for the entirety of this uh, this podcast, man. You know, we appreciate you because you know you're encouraging to us on a personal level because my own son is going through something similar, right? Um, actually, very similar to uh, what you have gone through, and we appreciate you as uh, being that person in our lives that encouragement from a position of experience um, so you can be directly relatable so we definitely appreciate you coming here to the podcast and just you know also just being somebody in his life which you've always been you know you've known him his whole life and um, you know you're his uncle so we appreciate you for that man no doubt right right and we've we've texted back and forth a little bit not making sure that he's all right and uh, making sure that the a lot um, physically but mentally like I said just keep your head up stay strong know that everything is going to be alright know that there are people who are praying for you and everything is going gonna, is gonna to work out you're going to be fine um, I'm here um, it's not the end of the road it's not the end of anything you're going to keep forward and keep doing everything that you wanted to do um, try not to be sentimental here and have the allergies start I don't yeah, have to yeah, 10, 15. Yeah, yeah. So if you get on the list again to get another kidney, so they push those kidneys back and put another set of kidneys on it, so you would have like, you know what I'm saying, like three. I'm, I'm just asking. Yeah. 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 They would go in on the other side and tuck it on the other side, and then I'd have four, and then I'd just be super kidney out here, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yo, there's two fires. Right. <laughs> right. 
But yeah, like I said, it's it's more invasive, and you would be out longer if they took them out. So they just take them. And Was that previously the process? Do you know? And then they changed it. Again, because they called it practice, they probably stumbled upon that mm-hmm. and found out, oh, this is a bad thing. Let's just place another one. Um, so in that instance, I'm glad they figured that part out first. You know what I mean? Um, but as far as I know, that's how it's always been done. I, I don't know. I, when I found out that part out, it was one of the things that raised the eyebrow. Like, really? They don't take them? So you got three. Okay, so I, how exactly does that work? And they went through and explained everything. So like, okay. That is amazing how they can just like move your organs around and you know what I'm saying? I know it's gushy and mushy up in there and shit, but it's just amazing. I mean, the human body is fucking amazing in itself. You know what I'm saying? I've seen the what the mind boy, 600 pound life or some shit. I found that amazing for the simple fact that your skin doesn't break and pop off. You know what I'm saying? And split and shit like you know, like you would. Uh, um, what's the joint we used to play with back in the day? Stretch Armstrong. You know what I'm saying? Stretch Armstrong. You know, his chest, his chest will crack. You know what I'm saying? You put them long enough. Exactly, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But still, you know what I'm saying? This person's out here, your skin is fucking damn just elastic as the sun. Instead of putting a pin in your cousin's stretch arm strong, so you can tell you how much the jelly comes Oh, you're just a dirty bastard. Who would do some shit like that? Now, what you don't <laughs> want to do is put stretch arm strong in the freezer, because that, yeah, that's a weapon. Bro. Yeah. She, was like, she was like, what, like $20 back in the day? <laughs> yeah, me and my sister, we stretched that shit to the fucking damn the chest split, and I had to, I had to, had the man and the monster, the green joint. Remember the green monster? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I had both of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm going way back. I'm telling my fucking age and shit. Yeah, Fuck that shit. I'm 40. You ever heard of stretch on strong stretch monster? See, yeah, he has yeah. no idea. You know, let me tell you, man, as being a kid, man, our imaginations was so fucking damn phenomenal that we used to get excited about Shrinky Dinks. Yeah. Y'all remember motherfuckers remember Shrinky Dinks? You put them shit, they like regular size, and then you put them in the oven, and they fucking shrink. What kind of shit is that? You know what I'm saying? And then then you gave the girl you liked a keychain. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it was a Hot Wheels car keychain, but you know what you did. Yeah. Key. What was the most sentimental present that you have gotten, not from a man, but from like a boyfriend or like a like like in your teens? What was like like the you know like a mixtape or some shit like that or or <laughs> stuff? Yo, with, listen, you know? I always been fuck niggas get money. What oh, get money? money. Oh, oh, I was working at Wet Dixie Pizza Hut. I didn't really have a boyfriend. I mean, no, no, no dude ever like slipped you a slipped you a. Oh no! Okay, so listen, my friend, and we are friends to this day, and he's happily married, the cutest little baby boy, Tony Barney. He got me a back in the day when we used to fuck like play like weird flavor unit. Mm-hmm. He got me an airbrush T shirt for Christmas, and he spelled my name with an I. Oh, oh wow. And I still oftentimes tease him to this no. day. I still have that t-shirt, actually. But wow. I don't wear it because it's 
Keisha with an I you instead sh- of a Y. You should post it. Just post a picture. I have to find it. It's in an annals somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I think my shit was like a, I would do like a mixtape or some shit like that. Because I thought, you know, the music that I thought about was some hardcore shit. So I figured, you know, you throw that mixtape yeah. on her, you know. Yeah. I, you know, I wasn't into like bears and balloons and shit like that. I hated like when girls bought you like Valentine's Day. B, I know you understand what I'm talking about, little man. You know when girls get you like balloons and shit. Like what? What? A, what? A, what's a guy supposed to do no, with no, a balloon, no, no, dog? No, no. I'm not not for real, for real. Like when a girl gets a balloon and it deflates, she'll put it on her wall. Like you know, what I'm saying, what is a dude supposed to do with that? No, what was worse? I'll tell you. Hold what was on, worse. but you do know there's a worldwide helium shortage, shortage and that yeah. helium is a non renewable resource. And so, like when you go. To stores like Dollar Tree and Party City, and they have a sign on the door that says "No Helium." Like that's serious. Like we're really about as an Earth to run out of helium. So you could have saved that by giving, not giving dudes fucking balloons. We would have been all right with that. Right, I'm sure you could have gave us some socks, some underwear, or something, something useful. You know, don't say socks. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, well, yeah. Hey, socks. If you ain't giving uh, up nothing, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> say, we'll say that for sound check one two. Yeah, we'll yeah. say that for sound check one two. Yeah, most okay. definitely, most definitely. Chris, yeah, socks. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you once again for joining us on uh, Straight to Tape. Uh, once again, uh, I want to thank uh, Darius Peterson joining us today. Thank you, DP. Thank you for having Thanks, me. DP. Come back anytime. I hope. Uh, as always, uh, our social media assassin, uh, Mr. Rob Barron. Thank you, my brother. He gives the peace sound out. Yeah. He's still the peace sound, y'all. Yeah. And, uh, well, um, my podcast in Treacherous 3, of course. Uh, and then Ferry's one, Comedian Tico. Well, it's the T, baby, baby. The I, baby, baby. The C to the O, always fresh, baby, baby. I like that one. Yeah, like that, that one's one. actually better. That's than, super yeah, dope, yeah. yeah. You Keep like that, that one, man. Keep that you one. Like you that. just did yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I just did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was from the treacherous um, joint from mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. I'm so hip hop. And speaking of hip hop, the quintessential hip hop mom herself, uh, Keisha with a Y. Why? Y'all check these bars. I'm gonna post them. But I, I, I spit some bars this morning. Yeah, I saw that. You yeah, 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 yeah. like that? Yeah, spit some yeah, bars. Yeah, yeah. Spit some bars. My kid didn't like it, but I don't care. Right. Um, y'all have a great weekend. We got some great things coming up. Um, and y'all stay tuned. Yeah. And as always, uh, man, see Perry Elise the second. Um, as always, guys, uh, let's stay active. Let's get active. Let's be good to each other. Hey. We out. I hate everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid ass mother.